Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's news talk radio, TNT. All right, it's it's around two coming to you from Mexico, not my usual location, from an undisclosed location here in cartel territory. Um, and we got our our, our friend uh, coming up, Timothy Shea, whose program is, I believe, right before mine. Uh, I think it'll be in, a, in the year and a half that I've been, plus that I've been here on TNT. I think it will only be our second discussion. Uh, I think I was either on his program or he was on mine last year, and I very much enjoy and the work that he's doing uh as well very stand-up stuff what's happening in the world uh let's uh, take a look uh being reported now from the war zone the drive.com china's space plane has released multiple mystery objects in orbit the nature of the objects is unclear but at least some of them appear to be transmitting signals of different kinds uh so we're you know we're talking about satellites uh anti-satellite um stuff all sorts of you know weapons that these governments are working on deploying uh and so i you know i've mentioned this before i i need to get uh for more, more into this but i think space is going to be extremely important going forward for many reasons for warfare for skynet becoming self-aware as well as for a lot of the esoteric and occult stuff some of uh which uh my guest Dustin Nemos and I touched on last hour. Uh, so it's anybody's guess, I guess, what the Chinese have thrown up there into space. If you know, if you believe, if 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 you believe in that sort of thing, I know people have uh, different views and a lot of uh, crazy stuff going on in the U.S. Minnesota gets new flag after complaints of racial ins- insensitivity. They've unveiled the new flag after ditching its old one that depicted a farmer beside a rifle and a Native American on horseback. The old flag is being replaced by a light blue and dark blue design with a white star based on an idea by a local artist. I, I've heard some people say it looks like it looks very similar to Somalia's uh, flag, and I'm just not down with uh, why are we re- remaking all of our history this is not something that is done in most countries organically uh, authentically that, you know i'm thinking i'm thinking hey i've got three countries and, you know when i think of mexico or croatia we don't do this sort of thing really the only reason you do something like this is um the person that does it is an enemy uh, of the country and they're trying to change the history alter it it's an attack on the the, the nation itself uh, and uh, just more more along the same lines, U.S. removing Confederate memorial from Arlington Cemetery. The U.S. Army was working to remove a controversial Confederate memorial in Arlington National Cemetery as part of efforts to change names and take down monuments. Uh, again, I'm the farthest thing from a communist, a socialist. I'm anti-collectivism, which means anti-socialism, anti communism i still have guests that are commies to come on and i respectfully listen to some of their analysis which is which is accurate but um you know i remember when i was in kazan tatarstan 
some years ago, and I actually sat in Lenin's seat where where he sat when he attended that university. And you know, I, I've been to Gorky Park uh, as it was in that Scorpion song. Um, uh, the winds, I'm forgetting it now. Uh, I listen to it all the time. Winds of change. They talk about uh, um, Moscow, and I, I've been down that that park, which is full of statues of of Marx and and Lenin. And again, this is history. It's it's bad history, but why do we have to take down the statues? You know, it reminds us of the good and the bad. We need to be reminded of the bad so we don't repeat it. Uh, and so, and so sometimes it can get out of hand. Like you know, I was living in Kazakhstan. And they just they changed the name of the capital Astana to Nur Sultan, and then they changed it back again to Astana. You you know the the, the headache that that creates logistically for citizens, uh, for all sorts of reasons for paperwork, um, and they were changing other. You know, a, a friend of mine lived on I think it was like Lenin Street, and then they changed it to a Kazakh name, and it's just it's 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 quite the the headache. And we've also got. Now in Germany, German states can demand buildings display Christian crosses. Federal judges have sided with the Bavarian government in its litigation against an atheist group. Authorities have the right to demand that Christian crosses be placed in all government buildings. Um, the German Federal Administrative Court, one of the nation's five federal Supreme Courts ruled the, the decision followed a row between regional officials and an association of atheists. Now. I'm not sure if I'd be comfortable either with all uh, government buildings, um, you know, forcibly having Christian crosses put there either. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't have all the answers to to um, all of these things. And London is risking San Francisco level drug crisis. Says the police chief. Overdose related deaths are the highest they've ever been in the UK. Super strong new drug is hitting the streets again. This is very Elysium, very dystopian. I've been talking about this, you know, you know, neo feudalism through and through around the world is what they want for us. So from San Francisco to London, uh, you know, that's the play uh, at hand. Basically, create a Mad Max while the aristocracy, the elites, are walled off in their little mini city states with um, you know gated communities with private security to protect them. Um, a few other interesting stories, headlines, foreigners bought 3 million acres of U.S. farmland last year, now control 2% of the U.S. Not good. Uh, if you ask me, 62% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck uh, and the bottom of the economic food chain is already collapsing. Americans are, are tired of tipflation. Also, they're getting fed up with that, according to credit news uh, and tipping is absolutely insane in america now it's like 20 25 it's it's in mexico the standard is it's about 10 percent, which isn't too bad for you know if you go out to a restaurant or something i can i can i i'm down with uh that uh, uh all right a quick reminder to uh get hey get our tnt radio app for your surveillance device uh, your smartphone you can go to the apple app store or google play uh, and that'll allow you to listen live to us anywhere, anytime you've got a, a signal. Uh, so it's available right now to download. Stay up to speed on TNT Radio. The latest headlines waiting for you. I follow the news pretty much throughout the day. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The Biden administration has reached a deal with Venezuela that resulted in the release of 30 prisoners in Venezuela including 10 Americans. In exchange, the United States freed one of Venezuelan leader Nicolas Maduro's closest allies. Here with the story, joining me once again, TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. 
Thanks, Sir Rory. The aforementioned Maduro ally would be one Colombian businessman, Alex Saab, who was accused of siphoning off nearly $350 million from Venezuela through the United States in a scheme that involved bribing Venezuelan government officials. Wow. According to the White House, the 10 Americans happily are on their way home just in time for Christmas. Six of them, including Joseph Cristela, Evan Hernandez, Jarrell Kenmore, and Savoy Wright, have been wrongfully detained. As part of the deal, Venezuela turned over to the United States Leonard Francis, a former military contractor known as, quote-unquote, Fat Leonard, who was involved in a bribery and corruption scandal. The White House confirmed that Mr. Francis had been arrested and brought back to the United States. As part of the deal, the Venezuelan regime agreed to release Roberto Abdul, who was arrested earlier this month for alleged treason due to his involvement in the opposition presidential campaign of Maria Corina Machado. Venezuela is also freeing 20 Venezuelan political prisoners and suspending three addition Venezuelans arrest orders. In a December 20th press call, a senior Biden administration official stated, quote, I wanted to note that in addition to the wrongfully detained Americans, the representatives of Nicolas Maduro have also agreed to release 20 Venezuelan prisoners, as well as the release of Roberto Abdul from Sumate, and then three individuals that Venezuelan individuals that had been arrested, that had arrest warrants issued for them. Those will, they will be actually released this morning, end quote. Uh, yeah, that's what they said. Uh, President Joe Biden said in a statement following the announcement of the deal, quote, these individuals have lost far too much precious time with their loved ones and their families have suffered every day in their absence. I am grateful that their ordeal is finally over and that these families are being made whole once more. He added, quote, we are ensuring that the Venezuelan regime meets its commitments, end quote. Somebody better fact check this to make sure President Biden actually said all of that without stumbling. President Biden highlighted the recent agreement in Venezuela on an electoral roadmap for competitive presidential elections in 2024, calling it a positive step. Of course, for him, any step that makes him across a sandbag without falling down is a positive one. The announcement is part of a broader ongoing deal between Caracas and Washington to normalize relations. Although the releases could be interpreted as Maduro's efforts to comply with U.S. demands, the return of his close ally marks a victory for Mr. Maduro. Mr. Saab has not yet been convicted, and his return to Venezuela was previously seen as unlikely. Washington had given the Venezuelan regime until November 30th to make progress on removing public office bans on opposition candidates and start releasing political prisoners and wrongfully detained Americans in order to avoid the ever-dreaded sanctions. President Biden defended the deal with the Maduro regime, saying it aims to free Americans and promote free elections. He told reporters on December 20th, quote, we're freeing Americans, people who are held illegally, and we made a deal with Venezuela that they'll hold free elections. And so far, they've maintained their requirements, and that's it, end quote. Come on, man. The prisoner swap talks were mediated by Qatar, been popular uh, for Qatar to be mediating things lately, which was asked by both sides to help improve relations between the United States and Venezuela. But that's all according to Reuters. 
So if you believe Reuters, that's what happened. Qatar's main negotiator met with Mr. Maduro last week. The Venezuelan government said in a statement, quote, the government of the Bolivarian Republic of Venezuela celebrates with joy the liberation and return to his homeland of our diplomat Alex Saab, who until today was unjustly kidnapped in a U.S. jail, end quote. And Harvori, uh, according to the statement, Mr. Saab was the victim of U.S. retaliation for his diplomatic efforts. What do you think about this one? Diplomacy. This is diplomacy in action. You know, I'm a graduate uh, of the Geneva School of Diplomacy. I love that. Had a wonderful time in Geneva uh, and at the school. I finally, uh, fondly, um, always uh, often re reminisce about my time there. But diplomacy is good. I think this is good. Um, 30 to 1. That's, you know, looks like the U.S. got a better deal here than venezuela but you know after all it is the american uh empire and you know on a side note as well um we've had venezuela uh have this beef with guyana its neighbor wanting to annex territory there and so far they're they're they're, they're carrying out talks uh so no war there yet and so we're seeing diplomacy which i think this is a good thing uh us and venezuela talking venezuela and its neighbor guyana uh talking and i think venezuela you know they're they're not in the best position economically and so uh, the the sanctions as you mentioned are are, are hurting a lot and so they they want to ease off pressure financially but also i think politically the you know any regime change operation from washington we know they, they've tried it in the past with juan guaido uh america doesn't always succeed with its regime changes but you know the, the they're often pretty good uh with them and uh, you know, th this reminds me of, I just had a memory with, you know, Daniel, Daniel Eschelin of Bilderberg fame. He's down here in Mexico with me. He's out in Cancun. And I think it was six years ago. I spent a day with him. I actually brought him to Guadalajara and, uh, to, I organized a conference for him and I, he had been in Venezuela briefing the Venezuelan, um, I think, uh, defense forces. And then he came down to Mexico to get an uh, award and then I brought him to Guadalajara and spent a day with him so uh, and, you know he, he warned them about a lot of the uh the stuff there but again the diplomacy I think this is a good thing for now we're not seeing any war uh in in South America um especially not backed by Southcom Southern Command uh any further thoughts uh, you have on all of this well I have a question for you. I mean, I, I'm confused by why, what does Qatar have to do with it? How did they get wrapped up into this mediation? And I mean, it kind of makes sense, sort of, but still doesn't, that they were asked to negotiate some sort of the, the peace agreement that didn't last very long with uh, Israel and Hamas not that long ago. Um, but what on earth does Venezuela and the United States and our relationship with one another have anything to do with Qatar? Uh, and by the way, is it Qatar or Qatar? Maybe you can answer that too. Pedro Patado, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but I, my guess would be multipolarity, right? The, um, the center of gravity of, is shifting uh, eastward. We saw earlier this week reported that um, they re-emphasized uh, that um, Ch China will be the mediator between Iran and, and in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and, you know, I think in the background, Qatar is very active. Um, again, earlier this week, I found a 2020 article of uh, Israeli Mossad uh, from 2020 pleading with, I think it was Qatar, to continue funding Hamas. So, and Qatar has um, been famous for funding ISIS right? The jihadi Salafist takfiris, uh, as they call them. And so 
Uh, I think it just has, and I think given the glo global chessboard, Qatar has a relatively neutral sort of. Um, uh, it's it's characterized as pretty neutral, so maybe that's why they're looking to Qatar and oil, right? There's a lot of dealings with um, oil there, so I know th those are my two cents uh, there, Ruckus. Uh, all right, um, have a wonderful evening, Ruckus. We'll chat with you uh, manana. And we have coming up my colleague, uh, Timothy uh, Shea, right after this. TNT Radio's Chris Smith. Despite being used to protect travelers from terrorists, hijackers, or violent drunks, or those who were drugged out as they board, and this has been going on since 1961, they won't be around this Thanksgiving. None of them. Air marshals were always meant to be invisible. Well, you can guarantee that this Thanksgiving. Ironically, the Biden administration has been hijacking air marshals for all kinds of other duties, leaving the passengers they were meant to guard and protect completely helpless. Air marshals have been lumbered with assisting the chaos on the southern border. They might be called air marshals, but an unknown number are now seconded to work on the ground. Maybe they're ground marshals now, marshalling illegal immigrants on the border and doing the job supposedly meant for the United States Customs and Border Protection. Where are they? Chris Smith on TNT Radio. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform, that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans. That's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Today's News Talk Radio. Now we're talking. TNT. All right. So I think it's the second time uh, we've chatted. I, uh, the first was last. TNT. All right. So I think it's the second time uh, we've chatted. I, uh, the first was last year. Uh, but Timothy Shia, who's on bef right before my program, I very much enjoy the work that he does. Uh, and he'll be with me now. How's it going, Timothy? Going very well. Thanks, Vore. How are you? I'm I'm doing good, and I I often tune into your program while I'm having uh, lunch uh, or uh, you know waiting for for uh, for myself to to come on. And um, I, I do want to get at your thoughts on a number of things that are going on. And maybe first off, regarding Trump and Colorado and the ballot, and you know Vivek Ramaswamy coming out and saying he won't put himself on the ballot. He's urging all the others not to do that. Um, how do you assess this situation? Well, first, I, I'm very happy that the Democrat-dominated court ruled this way because it gives the Supreme Court a chance to slap down all these butthurt, never-Trumper, anti-American states around the country. We've already had Michigan slap down this ridiculous abuse of the 14th Amendment or attempted abuse of the 14th Amendment. Donald Trump has never been charged with insurrection. January 6th wasn't an insurrection. It was a Fedsurrection, right? January 6th was no more an insurrection than two days ago was an insurrection when Tali Baba and Omar Ilhan's or Ilhan Omar's uh, pro-Hamas domestic terrorist getting arrested at the Capitol was an insurrection, right? I mean, that wasn't an insurrection. Now there was January 6th. It was a an entrapment effort led by federal agents, and it succeeded quite well. I mean, the 
they got the results that they've achieved or they, they saw it, but uh, I don't think for long. I think a lot of these cases are going to get thrown out against the January 6th defendants. I think Jack Smith is going to lose uh, two of the four counts on his criminal indictment against Donald Trump. And this Colorado decision is an absolute abuse of the legal process, abuse of judicial discretion. We need to get judicial complaints filed against all four of those Supreme Court justices, uh, Colorado State Supreme Court justices. And, and quite frankly, they need to be removed from the bench. A number of people say that events like this increase Trump's popularity. Yeah. It does seem to be the case. Do, would you agree? Oh, every time he's been indicted or sued, his poll numbers go up. And, and the funny thing is, I said this on my show with Charlene Bollinger tonight, his poll numbers aren't going up with, with guys named Bubba who like to shoot guns and drink beer. His poll numbers are going up with black men, with Hispanic men. For the first time ever, a Republican is leading the Democrat among black men. First time in since uh, Ronald Reagan, I believe. So there's a sea change. People are waking up. And the Democrats always overstep. Hubris is their downfall. They think that they're untouchable. They think they could do whatever they want with no consequences. And uh, eventually they overplay their hand and they get a comeuppance. Yeah. And as you, you've mentioned, you know, more people are looking um, to support Trump. And I, I, I'm, the name escapes me, but recently I saw some, I think it was some Silicon Valley elites or actor, you know, liberal saying i think i'm going to vote for for trump now and you you're seeing people sort of uh switch and you mentioned the the fed surrection and i've been thinking a lot about this lately when it, and, and it bugs me the, you know video footage is coming out uh, i've got a uh, regular guest called ken silva of headlinesusa.com and libertarian institute who does amazing investigative work and he keeps reporting how uh and and you know he, he gets the documents and he shows how the FBI, uh, an FBI informant created one of the largest neo-Nazi groups um, in the U.S. Right. Recently, he just reported how um, there was this uh, satanic Nazi group as well. They, uh, the feds arrested someone from there. I think it's called O9A. Uh, but that was that's connected to the feds. And so so many of these groups are connected to the government. And my view is that there really isn't much, you know, um, international terror terrorism. It's basically all mostly state terrorism not not done by non-state actors and this j6 event it just to me it seems so clear that this was uh whatever one wants to call it a false flag an inside job a fed surrection uh and i think more i mean this ha my fear is that this is going to be brushed aside and it's going to be forgotten about and um i think that this we need to keep talking about this and and uh, get justice to be to be done your, your further thoughts on j6 well, I, I think I was there on January 6th. I was at the Ellipse, and uh, Charlene was there also. She was the MC at the second rally, which was up on Capitol Hill. We were actually headed up to her rally after the president's rally, or, or the rally that uh, Charlene was was MCing. And it was so bitterly cold, we decided to go back to the hotel to warm up and grab some soup and, and then head over to hear the other speakers when our phones blew up and are you okay you're not on capitol hill are you etc i had another friend who was on the west side of the capitol and she was saying how amazing it was grandmothers parents and, ch and grandchildren together every it was peace and love people singing god bless america people singing the national anthem people singing america the beautiful and it was wonderful up until the police 
started firing rubber bullets and tear gas into the crowd. And so what you saw, all that quote-unquote violence, was a reaction, not an action. It was a reaction. The Capitol Police or some undercover federal agent uh, sparked it off by starting to launch tear gas into the crowd. And my friend was tear gassed herself and came nowhere near the Capitol, though. You know, the people that entered the Capitol mostly entered from the east side of the Capitol and the side away from the mall. And you should interview, if you haven't already, Bobby Powell. Bobby has amazing footage of Trump supporters pulling an Antifa guy undercover, you know, wearing a MAGA hat, all black block except MAGA hat. So we see that all the time among Trump, uh, Trump rallies, right? And he was breaking the window and they pulled him off. And then he was trying to encourage them to go in through the window. And it was a total setup, just like the attempted kidnapping of Michigan Gover Governor Gretchen Whitmer was. FBI setup. FBI is corrupt top to bottom. And a lot of people will say, oh, you know, the rank and file, the rank and file. Is no, at this point, if you're not a whistleblower and you're in FBI, you're corrupt. You're a jackbooted thug because it wasn't the leadership of FBI that busted down Steve Bannon's door, that busted down Roger Stone's door, that busted down the door to Mar-a-Lago. Those were rank and file guys. And so at this point, as far as I'm concerned, if you're not a whistleblower, you're part of the problem. I, I think I did actually have Bobby Powell on, um, although the connection was poor, but it's it's there in the archive. Uh, and I, I just watched, I, I found the time, I think yesterday or the day before to watch this half hour interview uh, with, I think it was Clay Higgins with Lara, Lara yes, Logan. Yep. Amazing interview. I just kept, I had to keep sharing it. I mean, I love the guy. He's amazing. I followed him uh, when he got famous with those uh, uh, public service announcements. And he was explaining how, you know, he's got evidence now and he's pursuing this, you know, two unmarked white buses, like before 5 a.m. Uh, were there on that day filled with feds and all the other bus drivers. Uh, I mean, it's just clear as day, unmarked. Uh, the, the, the well, it was even it was even more it was even more dramatic than that. There were two buses from the same exact bus company that parked head to nose to tail. Right, there was about twelve inches between them. They pulled up together, parked together. They were from the same bus company, and people wearing KKK shirts got off one bus, and people wearing Black Lives Matter shirts got off the other bus. So yeah, that's not suspect at all, is it? You know, just it's when is this stuff gonna finally become you know a mainstream talking point? It's classic strategy of tension, uh, Operation Gladio. You know, this is what uh, NATO did in the 20th century. It's even on the EU's own website. They had to admit um, in the early 90s, the EU Parliament people. You can find it. It's on their actual website. Kind of tacitly admitting, uh, yeah, okay, NATO kind of did stuff that they shouldn't have. Shrug. Uh, yeah, absolute. And by NATO, we mean the whole Western uh, intelligence network. That's CIA, that's British, um, and the, all the other European countries. All right, we're, uh, Timothy, we're going to jump to our headlines. Newsflash! Now, let's go! TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. 
The Colorado Supreme Court, comprising four judges appointed by Democrats, has ruled to exclude former President Donald Trump from the state's 2024 primary ballot. Declassified documents have revealed that the American Embassy in Australia closely monitored rallies supporting WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange in 2010 for potential anti-U.S. sentiment. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov has dismissed Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's proposed peace plan, stating it cannot succeed without Russia's involvement. The Common Housefly Caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. And we have returned. Timothy, I wanted to get your thoughts uh, on Elon Musk. You know, uh, a day or two ago, Wall Street Journal published an article saying the winners of 2023 were Elon Musk, Vladimir Putin, and the U.S. economy. I don't know how they got U.S. economy in there, but uh, (laughs) that was a bit odd. But they're probably right uh, by calling Putin the geopolitical winner of the year. And uh, Elon Musk, uh, you know, I don't agree with him on everything. He wants to plug us into the matrix with the Neuralink. I do have a Starlink uh, right here behind me. That's my backup internet. So I do use some of his services. Uh, But, you know, he's been reinstating Alex Jones, uh, promoting free speech, battling some elements of the deep state, although I think he's working with other elements of the deep state. But, you know, nonetheless, what's your take on Elon Musk, uh, you know, the modern day Tony Stark and and, uh, some of the things he's been up to? Yeah, Elon really is an interesting cat. He is the modern day Tony Stark, isn't he? And as you said, I agree with him on some things. Some things I'm still uh, watching you, Elon. And listen, please, please reinstate at Timbo Tim 62 and at MAGA underscore Institute. We should still be banned. Come on, Elon. Uh, I, I think that I'm a neuroscientist by training, okay? And in theory, Neuralink is wonderful. What it is, it's for people that have severed spinal cords. It's a link that will get the top half talking to the bottom half. So it's going to bridge that uh, gap in their spinal cord. So it's going to enable paraplegics and quadriplegics to be able to have mobility of their limbs again, which is a wonderful thing. However, as with everything, the devil's in the details. And it can be used for nefarious purposes. But you know what? So can cochlear implants. So can visual implants. We've got ocular implants. They can literally put an electrode matrix into your visual cortex. And with a little camera on your glasses, people are able to see shapes. And the resolution is getting better and better. And they're actually able to restore sight to the blind with optical implants. So we've been doing this kind of things that broadly fall under the transhumanism banner without it actually being the evil transhumanism that we're we're talking about, which is wanting immortality. And and Hervoye, all that is, it's the same sin that Lucifer committed, right? Wanting to equate himself with God. That's why he got thrown out of heaven along with one third of the angels that then became demons. He wanted equality with God. And, and that's the whole story of the Tower of Babel. They Remember, they were building that tower to go up to heaven to attack God. And God said no and, and scattered us 
into all these different language groups. Well, one of the things they're trying to do, talked about this on the show tonight with Charlene Bollinger, they're trying digitally to put that together. The EU's own motto is many languages, one voice, right? So the, this whole idea of transhumanism, the, the idea behind it, animating it, is to bring humanity to the level of, of God. And I think it's failed. It's doomed to fail. And um, is Elon part of that or not? I don't know. I don't know if, if Neuralink qualifies for, for being part of the transhuman movement. And he doesn't help matters, does he? Because he comes out with these kind of goofy statements sometimes. I personally think that Elon is is a little bit Aspie. He's a little bit somewhere on the spectrum. Uh, the man's absolutely brilliant. And I think he wants to do good, but, you know, I, I have no idea. I've never met the man. I don't know him. I can't see into his heart. All I can do is is watch his actions and uh, judge his actions, not not attribute motivations to him. Then he might not even have. And you know, I, I also caution people. Sometimes we have to be careful. Some of us, as you know, let's say armchair. Uh, analysts, if we're talking about someone like Elon Musk, and we've never met him, uh, or we're not friends with someone who who is his friend, uh, you have to put yourself in his shoes. You know, he's dealing with all these government contracts, all these moving parts, uh, and you kind of sort of can't exactly do what you know. Just flip the the table. Um, you kind of have to tread carefully. Um, whether you're you know a political player or or a financial like like, like he is. And you brought up the EU. I just often think I'm a um, un unwitting EU citizen, being a Croatian citizen. And then, uh, and, you know, as I was born, I, I was out of de facto. Uh, I was born in the US, but de facto also a Croatian citizen. And um, then we joined the EU. And just the things that the EU is doing, um, they want to censor speech. They want to read, uh, pass these laws um, to, to, um, read our email be able to read emails everyone's emails in europe and, and me uh, messages meanwhile you know they're deleting theirs uh, ursula von der Leyen and albert burla they did, deleted their whatsapp ch whatsapp chats uh uh and so and just every day now they're they're bringing in next year this insane etias system where if you're not a european you're gonna fill out the social credit thing and wait for them to right. approve you so um just more and more this and then the eu is you know canada now is um working with the eu to implement this uh, you know tyrannical legislation there and you know among one of the things you sort of mentioned, my, my fears are, are related to digital ID, all this digitalization where they're taking things that, you know, uh, physical, the physical world that we used to live in, they're putting it on this digital platform that they control. And if you don't abide by their rules, you'll just be switched off. And so you, do you have any thoughts on the CBDC projects, the digital ID projects that all of our gov governments are trying to toss us uh, into? Yeah, we need, we need to oppose all of this, okay? We had a whistleblower for an insurance company say, list a whole bunch of projects that the insurance industry is actively working on. And it all has to do with the kill switch that's going to be put into every US car in 2027, okay? They're already working on programs to take advantage of the kill switch in your car. So if you post something on social media they don't like, they're turn on the kill switch so you won't be able to drive. They're, they're billing it is for a safety measure to, to stop drunk drivers from being able to drive, right? So if, if they notice a car swerving, they can hit the kill switch and, and, and protect motorists. That's not what it's going to be used for at all. 
digital IDs, uh, CBDCs, all of it is, is bad news. And it's disconcerting because who are they pushing now? Who's their new darling? Who's pushing the digital ID? Nikki Haley. Havorier, I was at CPAC 2020 in National Harbor in Maryland, and Nikki hosted the opening night reception, right? Now, here you have Donald Trump, who's going to be the keynote speaker at the end of the conference. The sitting president running for re-election. And what did Nikki do in the opening night? Did she even mention Trump's name? No, she made it all about herself. It was Nikki this and posters and hats and everything else. It was Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. It was me, 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 I, I, I. She loves the vertical pronoun. And she's no good. She is a deep state operative that is dressed in Republican clothes. And quite frankly, I don't have use for hardly anybody in the GOP, including Ron Disappointsis, who has not said, as Vivek Ramaswamy did, as you mentioned, that he won't be running in the... Colorado primary. I do give props to the Colorado GOP because they said, if this stands, if you don't allow Trump on the ballot, we are not going to participate in the primary system. We're going to go to a caucus system. So good on Colorado GOP for that. Good on Vivek Ramaswamy. And, you know, boo to Nikki Haley. I mean, we need to oppose Nikki at all costs. Look at the people that are pushing her hard. Now that Ron disappoints us, is completely blown up his campaign. It's the worst cratering I've ever seen of a, a national political candidate. Look at the people behind Nikki now. They're not MAGA, Make America First patriots. I, I love uh, this. Is the first time I heard that, Ron, uh, disappoints us. I call her neocon Nikki, uh, the second yep. coming of Hillary Clinton, uh, basically, uh, you know, maybe John Bolton in, in female uh, form and pushing digital ID, pushing war, not good. Uh, at all, and and just uh, you know what you mentioned this week. There's been a slew of insane news. Ottawa and uh, Canada says by 2035. I mean, I can't believe I was reading this article yesterday from mainstream news in Canada. By you know, in tw by 2035, it will be illegal to sell uh, new gas-powered vehicles. You'll only right. be able yeah. to buy new uh, EVs. Uh, in Canada, which is, and then uh, separately, you know, Germany, I've heard reports that insurance companies are discussing now that they won't even insure uh, yes. certain gas powered uh, vehicles. And so they're, they're, yeah, they're that's another story. To that's, that's another project that they're working on that that insurance company uh, whistleblower mentioned that they're going to force you to get an EV by not uh, insuring internal combustion engine vehicles or diesel engine vehicles. Uh, you know, I, I had some luck here in Mexico. I think for five years, I I drove uh, a car that inadvertently, I, I it just happened. I, I didn't know it at the time. It was illegal um, because it was a foreign plated car and I couldn't nationalize it. And I didn't even have it insured. So that's the sort of stuff you can do in uh, the developing uh, world. <laughs> and for five years, you know, I didn't have any problems. I just uh, I, I got lucky, but maybe with all this surveillance tech, uh, we won't be able to do that. Also, Denmark, you know, if you have any thought, Denmark is talking about now taxing flights. So they want to tax the middle class out of flying. Yeah, it's funny how it's always rules for we, but not for thee, right? Or rules for thee, but not for we. They never apply their own rules to themselves. But they can, I mean, they'll be able to afford um, the aristocracy for sure. them. It won't... Uh, um, uh, 
affect them. But um, maybe then uh, to turn towards uh, your thoughts on foreign policy, we were talking Venezuela uh, earlier. Um, there was this deal between Biden and, and Maduro. We got 30 prisoners uh, swapped for one Venezuelan. So, you know, there's still some diplomacy there. But I, I just keep reading that U.S. standing in the world militarily uh, and otherwise is, is declining in the eyes uh, of the world. You know, the, the pirates that we're seeing now on the open seas, your, your thoughts on um, where this is all headed. Well, it's absolutely horrible. Let me just uh, show a sign that a friend of mine sent me uh, today. This is from a VA facility, a Veterans Administration Hospital. Let me just read it to you. It says, please let me know what name you use and your pronouns so I can use the right information. And the other sign says, pride in serving LGBT WTF veterans, celebrating, honoring, serving the veteran you are. And it's just, this is the kind of social engineering BS that the left loves to do with the military. They hate the military when Republicans are running the country, but when they're running the country, they love the military because they use it for all to push all their social engineering, the, the don't ask, don't tell, the whole transgender, everything. It's, it, just, it just underscores how much they truly hate America and our military has been utterly compromised. My old boys, the, the service academies have been completely compromised. They, We need to clean house there. In the senior military ranks, Obama did it. He got rid of everybody from a colonel on up who refused to obey an order, or who refused to say that they would obey an order uh, to shoot Americans if the order was given. So he just cleaned house. And now we have a leadership cadre now that is... Uh, thoroughly anti-American. It's really uh, disappointing. And one of the things I heard today, I had a luncheon with a friend of mine who was a Swiss by birth. He's been a U.S. citizen since 1966. He's been hearing rumblings in Switzerland that Switzerland is actually contemplating joining NATO because uh, the Swiss Air Force is pretty accomplished. Now, I think that would just be a, a horrible thing for the nation of Switzerland to do is to get involved in any of these international organizations. It should retain its neutrality and just stay out of it because NATO, there's absolutely no security purpose to NATO now. It should have been disbanded along with the Soviet Union, but here we are. I am no fan of NATO. I've had guests on to talk about it. Uh, I call it the North Atlantic terrorist organization, although uh, some, they want to make it a, a world organization. There was an article recently talking about, let's rename it New Alliance Treaty Organization, so that way it can be global, right? And it basically wants right. to be the one world army. It's absolute uh, insanity. It's it's time for our break, uh, Timothy. Uh, phone lines are open. If anyone wants to chime in, we'll be right back. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Republican Senator Ron Johnson gets it. And here he is stating the obvious about Ukraine, something that so many people in Washington just refuse to acknowledge. This is a bloody stalemate. Every day that goes by, more Ukrainians die, more Russian conscripts die, take no joy in that, more Ukraine gets destroyed. So this war should be brought to an end, the sooner the better, uh, because every day the outcome ends up being worse. It's gonna have to be a negotiated settlement. And Johnson has the guts to talk about what's really happening in our country. We've already seen a diminished America. If, if, you, if you were to asked to design a strategy to destroy this country, 
You could not ask for a better game plan than what President Biden and the Democrats are Does it are seem purposeful to you? How could it almost not be? I mean, the open borders, the you know, 40-year high inflation, war on fossil fuel, the embarrassing and dangerous surrender in Afghanistan, which has emboldened Putin. That, that's why Putin's in Ukraine, because we surrendered in Afghanistan. He saw the weakness. That's what the Mullahs are seeing. That's what the President Xi sees. So they're destroying this country, Democrat governance is. A purposeful weakening and ruining of the United States of America, brought to you by Joe Biden and the people who are really running the country. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here on TNT. The thing that drives me every day as a dad is him. Every day he's hungry for something. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that he's a good person. I think the advice I would give is you don't need to know all the answers. It's okay to make mistakes. As long as it's coming from love, then it kind of starts to work itself out. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, it's our final segment here with uh, Timothy Shea. His program is on uh, right before mine. Uh, every day I often listen in while I'm snacking or having lunch you've got also a number of great guests and um maybe to get your thoughts as well i'm just flabbergasted by almost daily now reading these stories uh, this was from yesterday second army drill sergeant found dead at fort jackson in eight days uh this one was 30 years old unresponsive no cause of death was immediately provided uh timothy are, are you thinking what i'm thinking well, the first question has to be, was he fully vaxxed, fully boosted? And the answer is, of course, yes. We had one of the Honor Guard members uh, guarding Justice Sandra Day O'Connor's coffin in Statuary Hall in the Capitol as her body rests in state, lies in state. He was at the head of the coffin and he collapsed. He had to be, luckily, another uh, soldier was able to break his fall, grab him from behind and kind of ease him to the ground. And and yet another soldier immediately went and took his place. So the, the honor guard uh, detail was so professional in that regard. Uh, you know, one man goes down, the other one stands right up into the spot. Uh, but he did have to be given medical care. And the big dirty secret that no, almost nobody knows, Hervorier, is how many members of our military have died from this mRNA gene jab. Yeah, I saw that clip the other day, and I think also a Canadian politician was it a year, a, a week ago, also collapsed while she was speaking. And it's just like everyone sees it, uh, even the the people people who believe in the Pentagon juice, as I like to call it, the DARPA gene therapy. And it's just like I can't understand. Like we're seeing it, we know what it is, but you know, even let's say the normies, they see it and they don't. Um, they've got some strong Stockholm syndrome. I, I think they don't want to go there because it's just they're afraid because they've also been yeah. injected and then they'd have to start. Um, they'd have like a breakdown, uh, I guess. But something's got to give. I mean, I'm tired of every day. Um, you know, there was a, a I think it was a Christian musician, also 30 years old uh, recently. He yes. just collapsed and oh. died on stage. Um, Hervoye, I, saw... I was I was keeping track for Tom Renz for his Substack. We were. We were linking week by week. We were linking at the beginning part of the year, late last year, beginning part of this year, 
linking to the stories of all the people that died suddenly, all the professional footballers, the you know, American football players, the high school athletes, the on and on and on, the swimmers, the everybody. And it got to be so overwhelming, we couldn't even keep up with it. It's literally, in America alone, hundreds of thousands of people have died from this gene jab. And you know what? Not many people at all died of COVID, because if you look at how many people died of flu, in 2019, we had 60,000, or I guess in 2018, we had 60,000. In 2019, we had about 43,000 people die of flu. And then all of a sudden, in 2020, no one died of flu. Everyone died of COVID. And most of the people that allegedly died of COVID died from being murdered in hospital with these protocols, died from being denied life-saving drugs like ivermectin, hydrochloroquine, inhaled budesonide, died from being put on a ventilator when that was contraindicated. Uh, they were killed because the government and the insurance companies incentivized their deaths. My partner in MAGA Institute, Brooke McGowan, had her father killed. My friend David Franzen up in South Dakota, his mother and his father were murdered within 20 days of each other two years ago. And it's absolutely unconscionable. And you mentioned Borla before deleting all his email. He also tried to delete the Pfizer uh, data for 25 years. He tried to hide that for 75 years and luckily didn't succeed with that. But uh, Voria, it's always been my experience that people don't attempt, people that have accused of something don't attempt to, to hide the truth, right? There's never a cover up to hide the truth, is there? Yeah, and you know, I, I've been, uh, I haven't had time to watch the video, but the, uh, the fantastic Canadian scientist Denis Rancor, uh, who I've had on my podcast a few times, uh, you know, according to his research, people, uh, th there's a lot of folks doing their own research and coming to different conclusions, but he says 17 million people, I think, were yeah. killed um, by the jabs, and so. You know, I, I know Rand Paul. He just put out a book uh, on the on the subject matter. He's been trying to to push. Uh, hopefully, something gives. Uh, but also maybe to to ask you get your thoughts on the migration issue. You know, you're up there in the U.S. I'm down here in Mexico. Uh, I've had in my program a number of folks like uh, Hernando Arce, who's down there, boots on the ground on the border, uh, Texas, uh, Mexico, and documenting. It's just it's the, the flood floodgates have been open. You know, I think this week, uh, Bill Malugan, who does great work, um, mm -hmm. like they haven't seen these numbers of just the, of, the, of the masses of people coming in. I've been in the States a number of times this year and talking to the taxi drivers. Some of them don't even speak English. I'm speaking to them in Spanish and they're from um, South America. They're openly telling me how they pay thousands of dollars for the coyote my you know my my taxi driver in the US this year that they're, they're paying the coyotes to take them over this person sure. told me that their sibling was coming over um and so they're living illegally in the US working and 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 renting um just yeah and 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 I think this is to break down the US and I'm I'm afraid uh for America for uh we're reaching that critical mass where if this just keeps going on something's going to break in america and you know now you've got was a dick durbin talking about taking some of these people to work in the uh in the military and you know we're getting chinese uh military age men and russian military age men coming in it's a genius idea isn't it timothy to to you know take these chinese and russians to serve in the u.s military 
Yeah, well, this is clearly an invasion. It's military-aged men coming over alone. Very few women and children are coming at this point. There's been 2 million this year. And Harvard, they're not Mexicans coming over, as you mentioned, many from South America. But we've had Chinese nationals. We've had people from the Middle East. We've had people from Africa. How are these quote-unquote refugees? How are these poor downtrodden masses that are just coming to the U.S. to get a better life? Hervorier, how are they affording to get to Mexico, first of all, from around the globe and paying the coyotes tens of thousands of dollars to get over? How's that happening exactly? So this is clearly part of Obama's, and it, when I say Obama, everybody needs to know, Barack Obama was not in charge of his own administration, right? He was managed, handled. Valerie Jarrett, I believe, was his handler. But this has been a long-term effort by global communists to destroy America. And they started with the Catholic Church in the 1930s, it's well documented, and then they went to the Protestant churches because they had to tear down all the churches. They've had to tear down our educational system. They've had to tear down our political system. They've had to ruin everything that brings us together as a nation apart from our political differences, things like Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL. Hollywood has been propagandizing us for decades. This is all part of an organized effort to destroy America because, as Ronald Reagan said, we are the last bastion of freedom on the planet. We are the last hope for humanity because if America falls, where do people go from free, for freedom? And the answer, of course, is there isn't a place to go. So that's what we're up against. But this is what fundamental transformation means, people. So be careful what and who you vote for because you're going to get it yeah most uh definitely and uh we're a little over two minutes to midnight you mentioned obama uh, i just found it odd there's this new netflix film um I'm, I'm probably gonna have time to watch it this week produced by the obamas and it's about like cyber attacks in america there's this new film about uh coming out in april i think i've seen the trailer it's well made but it's about a civil war uh taking place you know in california and texas and it's just kind of unnerving some of the signals they're they're, they're sending us what do you make of obama producing this film about uh cyber attacks and then this civil war this other civil war war film coming out well you know what does producer mean right the obamas had nothing to do with the the creation of this film or the operation of it, they put their names on as producers to get the money, right? That's one of the money laundering, the legal money laundering mechanisms they use to get people producer credits. And quite frankly, it's also for marketing. It's it's to draw, you know, leverage the Obama name to get people to watch. But they, th this isn't their movie. This is, however, a propaganda piece by, again, these global communists that are looking to take down the country. And they're trying to spark off a civil war the good thing is people aren't biting for now i mean even the nope. pentagon is trying to um get other countries to to take the bait uh you know in the middle east and uh europe and so far uh you know people are are keeping a cool head uh so i guess we're just gonna have to watch this space uh thank you for coming on uh timothy i know your show is daily if you want to you know any final thought and then tell us where people can follow your work up uh, right here on tnt radio 6 p.m to 7 p.m eastern standard time i'm also on x at the reckoning tnt thanks so much Havorye. always uh great to chat um thanks uh to the listeners for bearing uh 
uh, a bit with my technical difficulties. I am out here in Colima, uh, Mexico. So I'll be back tomorrow. Steve Malzberg is up next. Don't touch that dial. Be seeing you.